out an email to some of the other staff members at Westridge um, who lead other ministries just to be able to get some different voices in. And he sends a list of things that we could potentially um, talk about, could speak on. Well, in that list, as I was going through his email, I saw the title, Attack of the Dragon. And I thought to myself, yes, that is what I want to speak on. I don't know what it's referring to or what it's talking about, but that is what I want to speak on. And then I got some clarity and I realized what actually this was about, what this was uh, going to be covering. And what it is, it's actually a really cool passage, but we're not joking. We really are going to be talking about dragons. But before we do that, I want to get into a little bit of uh, a question for you guys. You don't have to answer out loud. Just ask yourself, what do you think when you think of Christmas time, or what do you think of when you think of this time of year, Christmas? So just get that in your mind. Maybe it's the nativity scene, which we clearly have right here, which is awesome. I love that. Super cool vintage nativity scene behind me, and I'm going to use that here in a little bit. Do you think of, do you think of a, little, a little baby Jesus here? I mean, I don't know if you've seen this thing up close, but this is even like smaller than an actual newborn. I mean, this is a tiny, tiny little baby Jesus up here. And he's kind of on this side over here. I don't know why he's not in the middle. But anyways, do you think of that? Do you think of Santa Claus? Are you, if you're new to the faith or you're new to being here at church, maybe your entire life growing up, you just thought, well, I guess Christmas time is just when we celebrate elves and, and Santa Claus and presents. And I mean, that's what, it see, that's what you see on all the commercials and that's what you see at the stores. So what do you think about? Well, for me... My wife loves Christmas. She loves Christmas. She is the, is, she's, she's the kind, and, and I say she, it is now we because I'm in on this too. But we decorate for Christmas, when would you think? Say a day. October what? Not October 1st, that's crazy. So November 1st, I think the night of Halloween in the past has been, has been when we have gotten boxes down from the attic. But the idea of getting boxes down from the attic November 1st every year makes me sweaty. I, I don't know any other way to put it. Now, here's why. Because I know that November, November 1st is still almost like summer. And my attic... Is still like 100 degrees. I don't care how cold it is outside. It hasn't been cold enough, long enough for my attic to cool down. My attic's still humid and it's itchy, but I have to go up in there, not in December, but late October, early November and bring all the Christmas decorations down. So I tried something different because it makes me sweaty, irritated, mad, frustrated to have to get all these boxes down. I said, you know what? Hannah, Hannah's my wife's name. We're going to spend the morning reading the Christmas story before we bring these boxes down. So we started out the morning, November something, way too early. It was a Saturday morning. We woke up somewhat early. So we just said, look, let's just go ahead and get in the word. And we're going we're gonna to remember while we're doing this, I'm really speaking to myself here because she loves every aspect of it, why we're pulling all these boxes down and 
while we're getting the tree up and while we're doing the lights. So here's what we did. We spent the morning reading Matthew's account of of the Christmas story. And I want to read that for you. That's not where we're going to be tonight, but I'm kind of painting a picture here. So we start out the morning uh, and read in Matthew, Matthew, uh, starting with verse eight in chapter one. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear uh, to marry as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. So I don't think, I think we're all familiar with that story. There's another account in Luke that we could have read that uh, also paints a, a really clear picture of what's taking place here. So I'm going up in the attic and I happen to have our middle school pastor, which is my neighbor, Sawyer Strickland. He's up in the attic with me because part of this story that I didn't tell you is my wife is pregnant. She will be, um, have, we'll be having our baby in January. So she is very pregnant. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Another girl. Got two girls. Or I will have two girls. So... We're up in the attic, Sawyer's starting to feel it, starting to sweat, it's hot up there, trying to remember why are we doing this, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try to remember some of that scripture I was reading this morning. Hannah's downstairs, she can't really help because she can't lift these these boxes, so me and Sawyer are trying to do this together, and I'm like, I'm going to remember some of those verses to keep me going, to keep me in the Christmas spirit. But being the forgetful guy that I am, I could only remember one verse that I read. And I'll read that verse to you. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. And I'm going, no, not that verse, not that one. No, no, a different verse. Where's some of the other ones later? I've heard this passage a hundred times and I couldn't think of any other one other than that. But that's just me. That's on me. We're, I'm committed till every Christmas forever do us part. Or and you know, you get the picture. But that's the story that we typically see at Christmas time. That's the story where there's kind of there. You have Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and there's the manger and the the nativity scene and the wise men and the shepherds, but. Here, where we're going to be spending some time tonight, we are going to see not only a very physical picture of what took place the night of Jesus' birth, but we are going to look at a very different account. So here, let's read this. We'll start Revelations 12. And before I go into this, Revelation, I think I said revelations. Sometimes you'll hear people say revelations. It's really just revelation, but I I just always mess up. So Revelation 12, Revelation is a book that's at the very end of your Bible. So if you turn all the way to the end of the Bible, it's at the very end. The guy who wrote this book walked with Jesus. He referred to himself as the one that Jesus loved. Like this guy walked with Jesus. 
But this was John, by the way. I don't know if I said his name yet. This is John. That was young man John. Grandpa John is who writes Revelation. Much, much later, after Jesus has already died and gone back to heaven and the church is spreading, they figure out that John was a Christ follower and they exile him to this island called Patmos. And that is where John is by himself reading or writing a lot of what we see in Revelation. So also, this book is very different than a lot of the books you might read in the Bible. This is a very, not not everything in this book has happened. There's some things that still have not happened yet that John is seeing. God's giving John a picture of what's to come, what maybe the end times might look like, what to expect at Christ's second coming, what what heaven looks like. But in chapter 12, as you're going through this timeline, he kind of pauses and gives a really cool picture of what was actually at stake at Christ's birth. And then he continues on with Revelation. So I wanna read you that account that he is given by God. He's able to see. And here's what John writes. Verse 12, well, chapter 12, verse one. A great man appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Does that sound familiar? Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child at the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male, who will rule all nations with an iron scepter, and her child was snatched up to God to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness, and a place for her, uh, a place was prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of for 1260 days. <sighs> That's Crazy. That's a lot different than kind of what we're seeing over here. This is like beautiful decorations. And I mean, I guess the dragon could be a great Christmas decoration, but you just don't typically see that. So really quick, kind of, I want to show you when you read 12, what already is jumping out at you as different from when you would read, maybe like we read Matthew earlier, or when you would read Luke or the typical Christmas story. What jumps out is different than that. So before we do, I've got a couple pictures I want you to see just so we can visually, I know I read a lot there. Let's see the picture of the nativity scene that I think we're all familiar with. All right, I want everyone here to go, aw. All right, now go, that's so sweet. All right. Next slide. All right. All right, hold on, hold on. I want everyone here to go, aw, that's so sweet. So obviously, we have a little bit of a different picture here in Revelation. Same main character, but a different picture of what was actually going on, not in the physical side 
of the earth. This is actually what people were seeing. This, the shepherds that came up, this is, this is what they would see. This is the account that we see in Matthew and Luke. But on the spiritual side, the war that was actually taking place, what was actually at stake, looked about like that. So I wanna read a few things to you. In this perspective, John does a great job of showing us how much is at stake on the spiritual side of the Christmas story. So Revelation talks about the woman and the dragon. I think you got that. It talks about how the dragon, which is, if you haven't picked, on, picked up on this yet, is Satan, is waiting for the woman to give birth so he can devour her child. That's what we were reading. So here, this is Mary and Jesus. Kind of this is who we're seeing in this picture. But it shows us that Satan knew what God was up to and the impact that this baby would have on the world. His desire was to kill the baby. When we were reading through that, he was waiting for her to give birth so he could kill the baby. But if you come over here to the New Testament account of, of what actually was happening on earth here, that's exactly what was happen, ha happening. Herod actually was attempting to kill Jesus and Mary and Joseph with Jesus had to flee Bethlehem. So I want you to realize just because when, when at Christmas time, when we're celebrating things like this and you see this out in someone's yard or, or you might see this in a picture like we saw earlier on a Christmas card or maybe the songs that we sing about Silent Night, those are great. But I want you to have a full picture of what actually was happening at Jesus' birth by including this Revelation 12 account. There was a lot at stake and Satan knew it. But here's the thing, you're like, okay, I understand that. Like, I'll, okay, I will, I will now consider Christmas totally different. I'm gonna get dragon decorations and all that. No, here's, the, here's how this applies directly to you. The same enemy that tried to stop this baby from being born is the same enemy that tries to steal, kill, and destroy your hope and joy every single day and much more than just hope and joy. So we're gonna read this over again. This is Revelation 12, five. She gave birth to a son, a male child who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. What about that verse sticks out to you as different than the typical story that we might hear at Christmas time? See, for me, what sticks out to me about that is I'm not so much now at Christmas time just thinking of little infant baby Jesus that we see here that's whatever, six pound, eight ounce, whatever that guy says from that movie and that thing, and you probably know it, it's a quote, it's a whole thing, but I'm not talking about a little baby Jesus here. We see that even in that moment, there was a king of all nations who ruled with an iron scepter and had a throne at the right hand of the father. So here's how this applies to you. We have a great enemy. But we also have a great king. And I don't want you 
to feel like you're walking into your school or your job or your, or, or your family or, or where insert hard situation in your life, you're not walking in with a little baby as your savior that, that you have to take care of and nourish and it can't speak or it can't help itself. You're walking in with a, a, a Revelation 12, five king. You're walking in with a king that is a ruler of all nation and rules with an iron scepter and has a throne at the right hand of the father. But not only that, here, here's what's great. If we continue reading, here's our hope. So this is verse seven, Revelation 12, seven. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to earth with his angels and with him. So here's some of my final thoughts. As you continue to read, it talks about the dragon's consistent attempt to kill the woman, which in this story, the woman is probably referring to Israel or the church or Christ followers today constantly trying to go after her, that you can continue reading 12, and it talks about that. But ultimately, it says how the dragon is destroyed and we have victory over him through the blood of the lamb and our testimony. Point being, we have a real enemy that wants to disrupt the plans of God and destroy us. So what is this saying here? This is saying that, yes, at Christmas time, tonight, this whole month, we are gonna celebrate this. We are gonna celebrate this birth. But also, we're gonna celebrate this life because 33 years later, this baby lived a perfect sinless life, died on the cross for our sins to put us back in right standing with God if we put our faith and trust in him. Then, this dragon that looks so scary, Let's put up the picture again. Put up the, the picture of the dragon. This dragon that looks so scary is defeated and has no power. My main point here tonight is we have victory because of what Christ has done. Our testimony to who Jesus is in our life is a weapon against the enemy. So how can we live our lives from this place today now that we know this? Well, one would be that our savior was not just a baby. Our savior is a king who has defeated the enemy. He rules and reigns all nations. He has a throne at the right hand of God. That is what this season is about. It's about celebrating him in that way. So how does this affect you in your life? How, does, how do you walk into these situations? I would say to be able to fully grasp this, we have to understand who Christ is in our life. And maybe tonight you're thinking, or maybe you've thought for a long time, nothing of Jesus passed this moment right here. He was, yeah, he's a baby that we celebrate at Christmas. But he's so much more than that, and we see that in Revelations 12, or Revelation 12. 
And I want a lot of these things that I wrote through here uh, in, in my notes and in this uh, message tonight, you're gonna get to talk about in your small group. So a lot of these questions that I was posing, you're gonna get a chance to answer them and walk through this. And I wanna give you guys plenty of time for that. But if you will, for a second, close your eyes, because I want you, uh, we're gonna pray, and I want you to really consider something before you go into groups. So let's pray together. God, tonight, we're so thankful for who you are. God, we're so thankful for this king that you sent us that we get to see and, and read about in, in Matthew and in Luke and, what, and, and that we're reading about his birth and all that took place around it. But God, we're so thankful for this account that you gave John in, in Revelation 12 where he was, there was so much happening on the spiritual side of things that we don't even think about sometimes and that battle is still happening today. But God, because of our testimony in Jesus, we have victory over that. We have victory over that battle. We have victory over that war. God, I'm just asking tonight, if there's anyone in here that's never considered Jesus as anything in their life more than just a, a baby that we celebrate at Christmas time, God, I pray tonight is the night where they look at the text, they look at the scriptures and see that he's so much more than that. He's a savior that we that saves us from the enemy even today, 2,000 years later. God, we are just praying that students tonight as they're reading over this and they're having conversations about these things, that they're understanding the basic simple principle, which is yes, we saw a lot happening on the physical side of Jesus's birth, but there was so much at stake on the spiritual. And the main thing that it's all about is our salvation. So God, we love you. We thank you for this time of year that we get to celebrate these things. We thank you for this time of year we get to think through these things. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.